Easter is hope. When you walk outside these walls, they're going to tell you that the only thing that matters is what you accumulate, how you live this life, how you find your soulmate, how you achieve your goals. That's what they're going to tell you matters because there's nothing else. Easter says no. Easter says no. Easter is the moment where God declares through us in this place a a, a communal no to the world. That we are a counterculture because we have something to look forward to that the world cannot understand. And we're going to be looking at that today uh, in John 14. Uh, Join me as we read um, our text for today. This is Jesus speaking. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust God. Also, trust me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. And doubting Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That first bit, um, don't let your hearts be troubled. It doesn't sound like it in English, but this is a command that God's giving us. God's saying, you will not let your hearts be troubled. Your hearts are not going to be troubled. You will trust God. You must trust God. Also trust me. Why? Because I'm coming back. Once you see resurrection, you're going to realize that I'm coming back. I remember uh, when I was a kid, maybe like 14, um, I, was, uh, I was at home. I was home alone. And uh, I don't know what my parents were doing. I, I, I don't really remember anything other than me, like, you know, stopping playing video games for like a few seconds and realizing it was very quiet and no one has told me to go outside. So something must be wrong. And so I, I went next door to uh, my mom's office. She was there. Uh, I went then down uh, to the den. My dad was not watching TV. Things were gonna, they weren't asleep because if he'd been asleep, I would have heard his snoring all throughout the house. So something was very, very wrong. One of the things about Home Alone, the movie that strikes me as completely absurd is that when, when Kevin finds out that he's home alone, he's stoked. He's so excited. He like gets to go in his brother's room and mess with a tarantula. He gets to order cheese pizza whenever he wants. Sadly, when uh, we watched that movie over Christmas, uh, my son Soren was there for the part where uh, he, he, he doesn't tip the, the, the pizza delivery guy. The pizza delivery guy comes and he plays a, a, a bit from a movie that says, keep the change, you filthy animal, and starts shoot, shooting. The kid runs away. It's really good. And so ever since then, Soren will like walk up to me and be like, you filthy animal. <laughs> like, it's, you can't just say that to people, man. But, but one of the things about being, what, what struck me as absurd about the movie is that, is that he's, he's so happy. I remember when I was home, I got terrified. I was like, did Jesus come back and leave me? I was like, and uh, I remember like being literally on the verge of tears as a 14 year old. I mean, that shows you how pathetic I am. And, uh, and then I, I heard the garage door. It's getting dark. And finally I hear the garage door. I, my parents are back. They walk in. I play it cool. I'm like, oh yeah. Oh, so you're here. Cool. Didn't notice. You can just go back up and play now. 
We didn't have cell phones back then. But we're still tempted. We're still tempted to live as if it's over. We're still tempted to live as if Jesus is not raised and he is not coming back. And so friends, Easter, resurrection, this first thing you know, she's resurrection means what? It means we must trust Jesus to come back. We must. This is not an option. Because if it's an option, we won't do it. We'll, we'll go back to the way things were. We'll start thinking as if um, the, the world is the way that it's always been. That's what we're going to do. Unless we listen to this command and we must trust. What's Jesus doing right now? Going back to the text. My father's house has many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for Would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? It's very odd uh, thing to say because what Jesus is saying is he's like, so I'm. They don't know where they don't know he's going to be, you know, crucified and resurrected. This is part of uh, the farewell discourse in John. He's he's trying to prepare them for what it's going to be like when when he's gone. They don't understand what's happening. They're confused, and he's telling them, "I'm going to go up and I'm going to prepare a place for you." Why would that be necessary? Does heaven not have maids? What's going? Have you seen this? Uh, we were at a um, at a hotel once. Uh, the towel swans. Have you seen these? Um, I, I personally, I'm not really into swans or hearts, so I look at that and I'm like, "You don't know me." You, I mean, I appreciate the effort. That's cool, and of course, I'm gonna tip you, but you don't know me. If you knew me, I know what you would do. You'd do something different, and uh, I, I know that it exists because I've got the internet. So check out uh, some of the other towels. That people make. I like the one on the top right, the the crocodile. Apparently, that's a big thing in Egypt. If you stay in a hotel or you go um, on a cruise in Egypt, they they give you the crocodile. What I like most about the crocodile is that the mouth is open, propped open by what the TV remote control. Those people get me. They know who I am. Uh, they know my wife. That's an amazing rose there. That's incredible. And then little chicks, like for Easter. That's awesome. The bottom right, though, is the best. That's a duck on the toilet. <laughs> yeah, it's a duck on the toilet reading. And I'm like, yes, that is, that's what I do. That's who I am. You get me. Well, the reason that Jesus is going to prepare a place for us is because he's, he knows us and he knows what our eternity ought to be like. So he's preparing a room for you, for you and you and you and you, not just general rooms. Uh, the word there for father's house is oikia, uh, oikia in uh, Greek. It means like household. And the idea is that, that there's this massive, huge estate, like a monstrous place with tons and tons of room to go. And, and Jesus is going, he, he's seeing every single one of his followers. And he's like, I'm going to have the room that's just right for you. So the next thing your note sheets. Resurrection means Jesus is making an eternity just for you. Now that might sound like it's a good thing, but it also might not be. Jesus is telling the disciples this to comfort them because the disciples have been faithful. They've stayed with him. They've they've been following him. They're going to continue his good works. And so when they uh, get up to heaven, the rooms that they're going to get are like, you know, the honeymoon suite. 
But as we saw in uh, the verse of the month, and we've been talking about, this life isn't just, it's, it's, it's not, doesn't, it doesn't not matter what we do here. This life is a big deal. In fact, while Jesus is preparing those rooms, he, the Father is, is looking down and seeing whether or not the Holy Spirit is controlling our lives, whether or not we are walking in good works, whether or not we are following and staying, staying close to who God wants us to be. That's, that's what's happening. So Jesus is like, well, uh, uh, Tom, you know, sorry, but you're going to be staying in the broom closet and you're going to be scrubbing toilets. Don't let that be our eternal destiny. Stop thinking about now and think about then. What kind of room do we want to be in? Brings up a couple of questions, right? Okay, so if, um, if, if we know Jesus is coming back, we know he's designing a place just for us for eternity, what do we need to let go of right now? What is it that we're holding on to that's keeping us from becoming a person for eternity? What's holding us here? What's keeping our feet on this ground instead of drawing our eyes up there? Number two, what do we need to stop being afraid of since eternity is set? And we're told to be afraid of all kinds of things. Be afraid of how we look. Be afraid of how we feel. Be afraid of not having enough, being afraid of not having love, being afraid of being afraid of being afraid. We're constantly, did you know that the the number one thing in marketing to do when you want to sell something to somebody is you, you show them how bad they are. You show them something wrong with themselves. That's something that needs to be fixed. So they'll buy your product to change. And most importantly, this, what step of faith do we need, must we make knowing that there's a place for us in the Father's household? What step of faith? Maybe it's something, uh, financial for you. Um, maybe you're, maybe you need to give more, invest more. Maybe, maybe you need to, uh, work more. Maybe it's a, a relationship issue for you where you just don't believe that there's any hope uh, for this friendship or, or this relationship. You have to take that step of faith that says, I know I'm going to be there for eternity. I, w- I don't want to get up there and, 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 and not have done this. I don't want to get up there and say, I didn't have the courage to trust that God is God and that Jesus was coming back. And so I lived as if he didn't. But the best part of this text is the true comfort. Thomas, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The English translation there is a little bit deceiving. Uh, in the Greek, there are, there's only one and. So in Greek, it, it would be something like this. Um, I am the way, comma, truth and life. I am the way, comma, capital T truth, capital L life. The idea is, is that you're looking at me. If you see me, if you see what Jesus is like, you are seeing what the 
capital T truth of the universe is like. You are seeing what capital L life is meant to look like. When you look at me, you are wa- and you see me on the road, the way that I live, the way that I walk, you are seeing God. You are seeing God's truth, God's life. No one comes to the Father except through me. During the uh, the middle of the Civil War, um, I got a picture here of the White House in like 1863. During the the middle of the Civil War, a uh, Confederate soldier, a rebel soldier, and his brother were taken captive, and they were um, they were placed in a prison camp near Washington D.C. Now the one the one brother he was actually let out of the prison camp because uh, he had been been crippled. Uh, by by injury, and so he, there was no reason to fear him running away, um, and so he he had to walk uh, with a, a a crutch from from that point on. So they they let him out of the the prison camp, but they kept his brother there. Their father ha- had been killed uh, some time before, and he was desperately worried about his mother, who was alone and had no one to take care of her. Well, he'd heard that uh, Abraham Lincoln was a very gracious man, and so this Confederate soldier, this rebel. Goes up to the White House, because back then you could like go in and meet the president. It was crazy. Uh, he got up to the front of the White House and the guards looked at him and said, no way. Are you kidding me? A rebel here? Even, even if you, even if we wanted to let you in here, uh, the, the, the president is, is with his war council right now trying to figure out how to win this thing. Uh, and you were on the wrong side. There's no way you're getting into this p- house. That's not possible. And the man was overwhelmed with sorrow and he, he limped over to a bench uh, near the White House and he, and he sat down and he began to, to weep, having lost his father and now probably his mother and no way to help them. And as he was uh, weeping, a kid, like 10, 11 years old, comes and sits next to him and says, why are you crying? So he looked at the boy and he just began telling his story. Like, I was just hoping that, it, that if I could just meet um, Mr. Lincoln, that maybe he could help me. But that's not going to happen. And the little boy said, come with me. And he grabbed the man's hand and he began leading him to the front of the White House. And as the little boy... Uh, dragged him along as he was, uh, the, the, the two guards just kept looking straight ahead. They didn't even seem to notice, uh, the little boy and, and his, his crippled friend. And as they, they got inside, the man was like, oh my gosh, why, how, how did that happen? But even now that I'm here, I don't know where to go. I need, I need help. And the little boy, uh, took him over to the, and if you've been to the White House, you know that place is convoluted. The little boy took him, uh, by the hand and directed him up some stairs and then got to, uh, the, the place where there were two guards with, um, with their muskets crossing, allowing no one in. They could hear shouting inside the room. And the boy did not hesitate. He walked, he, he pulled him through, opened the door, uh, kind of ducking underneath the guard's uh, muskets. And as, as he walked in, the, the man realized that, that President Lincoln and his war council were there in that room trying to figure out what to do next.
And the president immediately stops when these two come in. The pre- he stands up, looks at his desk, says, he says, Tad, who, who's your new friend? And the little boy says, this uh, man needed to speak with you. And so the, the president says, so Lincoln says, well, what, what do you need, son? And, and the, the young man told his story. And Lincoln looked at him and said, your brother is going home today. And the man's crying all over again. And, and, and he looks at the president and he says, why are you doing this for me? And Lincoln says, because you came in with my son. Tad Lincoln was, uh, he died young, but during the war, he was the light of Lincoln's life, and he was given free reign to go where he pleased, and he was allowed to interrupt any meeting at any time because he was the president's son. Brothers and sisters, there's not a single person here who deserves one of those rooms is being prepared right now. We're rebels right down to our core. We always have been. And yet the resurrection means that on the last day when the Lord returns, he is going to lead us, every single person here who believes. We are all going to be in one long train marching up to the gates of heaven. And the angels themselves will open the doors and let us walk right in. And we will be astounded at the glory, ashamed of the filth that has accumulated in our bodies and our lives. And see that it begin to be glorified and stripped away as we're given new life, new hope. And we're going we're gonna to go up and there the Father will be welcoming us into to these rooms will say, why do we, how did, how did this happen? How are you letting us in here? And he's going to say, you came with my son. My boy took it all for you. And if he says, you're worthy, you're worthy. If he says your sin is covered, it's covered. Come rest in eternity. Because you came in with my son. Maybe there's somebody here who, um, who has never trusted Jesus for life, for forgiveness. It's Easter Sunday. Today is your day. Today is the day to say, I'm going to stop trying to do it on my own. I'm going to stop trying to please God. I'm going to stop trying to please others. I'm just going to admit that I can't do this. I don't deserve this. I'm a rebel. But I want in, Lord. I want in. You got to come with the Son. Maybe you're here today and you're bringing with you a lot of baggage. You, you believe in Jesus. You've trusted him. But it doesn't seem to have mattered because your life is, is falling apart. It's, it's, it's just a disaster. Today is the day that you say, I'm going to go with the Son again. I'm going to follow the way of the Son again. I'm going to live in capital T truth and big L life again. I'm going to stop trying to make it about me, and I'm going to start making it about Jesus the way it's always been supposed to be. The last thing I know, Jesus, is this. Even the worst rebels can come in with the Son. Brothers and sisters, we know that Jesus came back from the dead. 
The apostle Paul said, I've talked to 500 people who saw him after he was raised. The Lord himself revealed himself to me. The the testimonies are are, are sure. They're convincing. The, the, The man came back from the dead. And if that's the case, if he came back from the dead, then Easter says no to the world. Easter says there is life after this. I, even if I don't get the things that I want or, or have the fulfillment I thought I was going to have, it's okay because I can live for Jesus instead and I can be with him to follow him into to the room of eternity that, is be, that he's making for me right now. Let go. Let go of all the other things. Make it today that we're going to follow Jesus again. That we're going to come into heaven with him. Let's pray. Gracious God and Father, we praise you. We praise you for the Son. We praise you that even though we're rebels, that you welcome us in to the places that he's preparing for us because we're coming with him. God, if there's anyone here who's never trusted you and trusted Jesus, I just pray that they'll say right now, Father, I need you. I need your life. And I know the only place I can get it is Jesus. Forgive me and give me that life in Jesus' name. For the rest of us, God, may we just be enamored again with the way of Jesus, the way that is truth and life. To follow him, to sacrifice like he did. To find our identity and our worth, not in what we've accomplished or who we think we are, but instead in being his, being in him, with him. And on the last day, May we triumphantly enter into your kingdom. And may we look at ourselves and wonder, how did we get here? And may you look at us with love in your eyes and say, you came in with my son. In his name we pray. Amen.